0: Chapter 2, we are still working within the new series that we started a week ago. Recapturing, reclaiming God's purpose and design for marriage, for family, for, you can add, your life. recapturing, reclaiming God's purpose and design for marriage, for, for family, for your life. Today, I'm going to be dealing all throughout chapter 2. But just for our reading purposes, I do want to start reading in verse fifteen. I told them in the eight o'clock that I was going to stop at verse twenty, but it got good to me and <laughs> couldn't stop. Genesis chapter two. Begin reading at verse. 15 and it reads as such in our hearing. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge, of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for in that day that thou eatest there thou shalt surely die and the lord said it is good that it is it is not good that man should be alone i will make him a help meet for him and out of the ground the lord god formed every beast of the field every fowl of the air he brought them unto adam to see What he will call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to the cattle, to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. For Adam there was not found a helpmeet for him. And the Lord calls a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flush instead thereof. And The rib which the Lord God had taken from him made a woman and brought her on to man. And Adam said, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She is called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his his." Father and his mother, and cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and not ashamed. Amen. Father, even now. Father, I stand in weakness and inability and out of brokenness. I ask that, Lord, that you will pour out of me your spirit. I ask that you move Tracy out of the way and, Lord, speak to us, your people. Minister to us in such a way, Lord, that we would know without a shadow of a doubt that is you. Give wisdom, give understanding that Bring back to remembrance all that you want me to say. Then, oh, Father, as as it is said, allow it to resonate in the spirit of your people that they may be able to identify truth. Your truth will. Father, touch even now. Minister to us now. You be glorified. You be exalted. You be lifted up. And we shall give you the highest praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I must begin with a note of disclaimer. And what I mean by that is I I want us to get the the full benefit of the lessons in this series, and, and able to do that, I do not want you to go home and use what Reverend vincent says as a weapon against your mate. <laughs> <laughs> I strangely feel the need to tell us that, don't go home and tell the other one what they ought to do, but you ought to be listening for what you need to do. <laughs> See, I am painting the perfect picture of God has set up for the family before sin entered in. None of us is all that I am describing, but what I'm trying to do is set a a plumb line that we know what is God's method, what is God's way, how the picture ought to look. None of us, equal it, but we all ought to be on the way of trying to get there. You see, you see, you see, you see, I'm trying to help us to see that the way that the world has designed the family and marriage is wrong. And if we don't have truth to set us free, if we don't have truth as a standard, then we will settle for anything. So the picture that I'm painting for the husband and the wife and the family is is the picture that is without error, without without fault. And what I'm saying is is that don't go home saying you ought to be this. No, what is God saying where you need to check yourself? You got to understand that that which I speak, I speak out of my own experience of failing as a husband in our marriage, five years in our marriage, I thought that we were probably going to head for divorce. And I thought to myself, something's wrong. I was blaming it all on my wife. But in back of my head, the Holy Spirit kept on telling me, she's not the problem you are. I realized at some point I did not know how to love her. I was doing what I knew, but I was not doing what was needed. And God had to get my attention first. You know what? God's going to get the person's attention that he needs to get your attention. And when you allow God to change you, he begin to change everything else. God don't need a whole lot to, to correct some stuff. And I began to go in my bedroom and open up the the Bible to Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 21. And not just for weeks, not just for months, but for years, pour over those scriptures with tears coming out of my eyes on my knees before God saying, Lord, teach me. Because I recognize I don't know. got to understand that we have not been taught the biblical picture we have we have got what our parents gave us we have learned what the world has taught us and we come into marriage the most difficult of all relationships thinking that we know how to be a husband and a wife no you know how to be a man and a woman you got to learn how to be a husband and a wife And they take a degree of openness because the most difficult, the most harmful relationship that you will ever experience can be, will be that between a husband and a wife because it touched every area in your life. We got people sitting here right now that's been scarred, damaged, and hurt in marriages. The divorce rate is, is close to 50%, not just for the world, folks, but for the church. And the devil wants to destroy the marriage because in the marriage, God uses that to help mold us into what he will have us to be. We learn how to do ministry there. It's the foundation of family. It's the foundation that the children grow up in. It's the foundation of the society is built off of. The family begins it all because it sets up a a paradigm. It sets up a a foundation for the next generation. And if the the foundation is broken, the next generation is going to be broken. My brother and sister, this is what I got to say. You can take it, or leave it. If God don't send a revival in the next 20 years, things are going to be horrible. If Jesus don't come and there's not a revival, you think we got trouble now? You haven't seen anything yet. You need to look at the news, you need to look at the forecast, you need to just look at the Bible. In the last days, perilous times. So, therefore, me setting this picture, me understanding it, and, and trying, let me throw another disclaimer out. Just because I know the principles, don't mean I'm using them. If anybody bloody in here, I'm probably more bloody than anybody because I know the principle. And sometimes it takes work to work the principles. Now, yeah, you're right. Not just sometimes, all the time. I stand corrected. And sometimes, let's be honest, we just don't feel like working. Look at God. Look in the mind of God and let's see what God has in mind. What was he doing when he started with man? What was he doing when he gave him dominion on all the... Earth. What did God have in mind? How in death is the purpose that he had in store? What was he thinking about when he put all the earth in his hand? Put resources in the earth. Put oil in the ground. Put gold diamonds in the ground. Allowed there to be such resources that we could take the raw resources and build all of this. What in the world was God thinking about when he gave Adam dominion over all the animals? What in the world was he doing when he established him to subdue and have dominion over all the earth? What type of power? What type of evidence was he giving Adam? I mean, this was even before Eve came around. If you read that in chapter 2, Adam is given dominion in all the earth. He the name the animals, and the name that he named it, the Adam was named that God said, "I gave you authority, I gave you power, I gave you dominion." God was allowing Adam to set up a kingdom on earth that would represent the kingdom of God. He gave him authority, gave him power. I mean, he allowed him to stretch his wings and fly and he was supposed to come up under him and help him become all that he's supposed to be and together they were supposed to have children And, and the earth was supposed to be a utopia that they would enjoy God, God would enjoy them and God would show them the wonders of the universe here on earth. I'm talking about before Genesis chapter 3. <laughs> I'm talking about what God had in mind and still has in mind. The plan hasn't stopped. He's just taking us through the long route so that he can glorify himself through it all. But that's what, that's, what, that's what was in Adam's hand. That's what was in Eve's hand. And they dropped the ball. I want you to see something. I want you to see something. Before God gives Adam Eve, he gives him dominion. Before he gives him relationship, he gives him power. He allowed Adam to set up his kingdom rule on earth, and he beginning to smell himself. There's nothing wrong with rejoicing in what God has given you as long as you give God the praise. There's nothing wrong with with knowing that you are highly gifted, highly talented, as long as you recognize who gave you the gift, who gave you the talent. There's nothing wrong with knowing that you are somebody special, as long as you know who made you special. The problem is we are heaping praise upon ourselves without giving the Lord Jesus Christ the praise. Whenever you get blessed, you ought to thank God. Whenever you realize God is giving you something, you ought to praise God. I mean, but but, but what is happening is we think we're doing it. We ain't doing nothing. God gave us everything we got. Everything, everything, everything. The more gifted you are, the more blessed you are, the more you ought to be praising God. Why is it that God has to reduce us to nothingness to get us to praise Him? It should be that the more you got, the more you're gonna be a a a a a, a what the world would call a food for God. The more you got, the more you ought to shout. The more, the higher God lifts you, the more you ought to praise Him. The more God bless you, the more you ought to serve him. I declare, there's some folks in here, you used to ride a bicycle, now you got a Cadillac. You got a... Somebody just, I just heard something. Somebody said, why are you always picking with people in Cadillacs? I'm picking with everybody. If you got a car and even if you don't, you ought to give God some praise. Adam was in awe of what God was doing with him, for him, through him, to him. He was in wonderment. Let me throw this out. Real success is not enjoyable until you have someone to share it with. really being blessed is not really enjoyable till you have somebody to share with. Whenever God is doing something for you, you ought to find somebody that will rejoice with you to tell them what to You better be careful who you tell how God is blessing you. Because everybody you tell ain't for you. Find somebody that won't get jealous of you, but will pray that God will keep you as he elevates you. He names all the animals. And the scripture says, and that which Adam named him that was their man. That's authority, y'all. That's power, y'all. God is allowing Adam to stretch his wings and fly. I made you in my image. And you want to create, you want to have dominion because, because you're you, you a little me. You are, you are my son. So, and you are learning how to glory, because, you know, when, when, you, when you truly know God, everything you got, you give back to it. Yeah. Everything, you say, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Everything. I'm just a steward of what you have given me. So, Lord, the more you bless me, the more I'm going to bless you, the more I'm going to bless other folks, because I recognize that my highest joy is praising you. My highest joy is getting close to you. My high, my highest, my. you. know what happened? As he was naming the animals, he saw a he line and a she line. He saw a he goat and a she goat. He saw a he monkey and a she monkey. He saw a a, a he lizard and a she lizard. And I think that he was watching them, and he saw the she squirrel and the he squirrel get together. And he started looking around and saying, everybody else got someone. You know, God will surprise you. Sometimes until you miss what you don't have, you won't appreciate it until God brings it your way. Some of you are waiting until God brings you a mate. The reason why he don't bring it, you ain't ready to be blessed yet. One of the things that I'm learning is that You got to learn to be satisfied with Jesus all by himself because until you get satisfied with Jesus, you can't be satisfied with nobody. There's a temptation that if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, the person you think you are in love with will become your God and your goddess. And God is not going to be replaced by nobody. Also in the nature of man was the need for him to succeed, for him to accomplish something. He had to feel who he was, that he was able to cover. Yes, he is covered, but he is also created to be a coverer. And what he was bringing to the table before God brought Eve, he was bringing already a record of success. It helped certify his sense of who he is in God. So that when she came and he took on that responsibility, he knew he was man enough to cover her. Not based on what he heard. But based on what he knew, he knew God would answer his prayers. He knew God was faithful. He knew the garden and all the animals in it before Eve even came. God calls a deep sleep to fall on Adam. A deep sleeping and, and notice he did not we've been over this he did not pull the hair he did not pull a finger he did not pull that which is on the outside but he went on the inside in my theological thinking Just by the phrasing of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, 28, just in my theological thinking, by the way, God does things, that He calls things out of something else, then bring it and put it in that situation he calls the fish in the sea and they need to see the lid he calls a bird in the air if you clip an eagle's wing and set it free it would die if you take a goat and put it in the ocean it would die. That which it was called out of, it fits into. So if that is true with everything else, if you move man or woman out of the spiritual level of God, they die spiritually. If that is true with everything else, doesn't it make sense that the woman personality was already in Adam and God reached inside of Adam? Pulled her out of Adam. After he pulled her out, built her, then brought her back to Adam. That the two should become one. How do you build a puzzle? You build it with the whole, then you break it up into its pieces. That's the only way that you can guarantee that it fits. It's a covering. It's the ideal of covering. It is not the idea of two coming along the side of one another. It is Eve coming back to Adam and he covers her and makes her feel safe. Makes her feel protected. Hold on, I see something else. Hold on, I see something else. Who taught Adam how to command animals? (laughs) He is already commanding stuff. He is already organizing stuff. He is already being a leader. He is already being a provider and protector. He is already being the spiritual priest. By the time Eve comes to him, he already know how to lead. By the time she comes, he's already know how to be the spiritual leader because he's been in communication with God. He already, listen, listen. In every male, in every male is the innate ability to lead. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all did not hear me. In every male. In every male is the innate ability to be a leader, to be a protector, to be a provider, to be the spiritual head of his family. In, not in some male. In every na- male is the innate ability. God put it in Adam. God put it in every male that came up out of Adam. And we all came from Adam. Amen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Got to see this. You got to see this. The one thing that Satan don't want, he don't want the man to take his proper position. The one thing he's going to fight against, tooth and nail, because if we ever stand up and know who we are in Christ Jesus, and know that we are a natural born leader, know that we can speak into the Atmosphere and tell Satan, get behind us. Know that we can love our wives, direct our children, if we... Listen, it's already there. It's already in every male. The problem is Satan is fighting everything to move us Position, and instead of using our authority in the right way to set an atmosphere of of, of, of peace, of love, of covering, we move in the wrong position because we don't know who we are in Christ Jesus. Hold up, ladies, don't shout so long. Because some of you don't know your position, you think you're a man. And when a good man comes to cover you, you don't want him to cover you. Your mama beat your daddy, though you said in your heart, I would never let a man, but but I'm talking about don't, don't let him beat you, but let him cover you. Adam and me had the perfect parent. It was God. And not only does God show the masculine side, but God also shows the nurturing side. Don't you hear Jesus when he is saying to Israel, I am like a mother hen that wants to gather you up under my wings and comfort you. Don't you hear him write, Paul write in, in 1 Timothy? He said, as newborn babies desire the sincere word. What? He said, I'm breastfeeding you. Yes. The word of compassion that is used in the gospel dealing with Jesus is not used with nobody else. Out of the Greek, that word is used only with Jesus when he had compassion on the people and is at such a depth, deep level that it cannot be used with us because we don't know how to enter into that. That's the picture of God concerning us. He will whoop you and love you at the same time. He will come see about you in the midnight hour. God will pick you up when you're down. He'll clean you up when you're wrong. He's holy and loving at the same time. Our God is an awesome God. What that says to me then, what that says to me, is that the differences between the man and the woman, that God has the complete package of both. From a covering standpoint, his ability to have mercy and compassion on us, but yet be stern and holy. And God put both in Adam, and he separated Adam, and he built Eve and brought Eve. He brought her to him. Watch this. In the Hebrew text, there's a notation that many scholars don't know what it means when Adam sees Eve. It is really, I believe, he goes, wow. You got to remember, she don't have a negligee on. She is in her for glow. You hadn't. Let me, let me say to every fellas in the room. She resents you. She resents you that you took her before you committed to her. Uh Uh -uh. Uh Uh-oh. And the resentment will show up after you're married. (laughs) Because she feels cheated. You're right. She was cheated. Cause we were supposed to protect her yes. and cover her and hold her precious. Yes. We do not understand the process that God has laid out, so therefore we go by what the world does and the world. And God lays out in everything. You can either walk in my cursing or you can walk in my blessing. That does not mean that you can't get back to, but you're going to go through hell and high water to get there. Let me throw another thing out. Let me throw another thing out. Sleeping with a man is not a way to his heart. Giving up your heart don't mean he don't have to know your name. He don't have to know your number. He don't have to know where you live. He don't have to know your measurement. He don't have to know nothing about you. That man, will if he's not a godly man, he will lay down with you, get up with you. Thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. See you later. And you sitting by the phone waiting for him to call because you done gave yourself away and he done slept with somebody. Until we get back to the biblical principles we're setting ourselves up for. It is the. It is the, it is he. Listen to him pour her into his world. You are bone of my bone. You are flesh of my flesh. You are Isha because you was taken out of Ish. You are woman because you've been taken out of me. You are a man wound. You have a womb. Let me show you my world. Let me show you my trees. Let me show you what God has told me. Lion, come here, Sit down, Roll over. Look what he's doing. Elephant, get down on your knees. Take us for a ride. And the elephant said, "Oh! You know what Eve is doing? Adam, 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 Adam. He's her hero. He is sharing his his success. He is sharing what he has done. Because in a man, we identify what we are able to do and what we have done. And we want to share that with you. And if you criticize us too much, right. we would never open up our heart to you. Secret. We will function without feeling it. Wow. And you will never know we're closed down. expected a perfect man, but the fall has happened. And what we need in you, we need you to believe in us even with our failures. Because Because we all have come from fallen families, we project on one another the failures of somebody else. Listen, it's not I take that back. I was going to say, the plan is really not that hard. The job of the man and the woman is really to give validation of worth and value that God speaks to, to all of us. And we ought to validate one another of what God is doing, what God is going to do. We ought to look into each other's spirit and see what God is up to and encourage one another in that. But, but because of our own hurt. Y'all don't hear me. Listen. The most dangerous thing is for me to give my heart to somebody else. The most dangerous thing is for me to open myself up and try to help you, push you, and you reject me. So to get married. And neither one of them is opening their hearts to one another because they are still dealing with the hurt of the past. The picture of marriage is covering. The ultimate picture of marriage is covering. It is the covering of the man, mom, and dad covers the children. And 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 the man covers the wife and God covers the man. Amen. And the whole picture is the covering of God going from one level to the next level to the next level that everyone may see how good God is. Now the cover has to be done the way God says it be. I believe, I believe, I believe one of the things that hinders us is that we're not trusting God. Amen. Because I'm not telling you to trust your husband. I'm telling you to trust God. I'm not telling you to trust your wife. I'm telling you to trust God. I'm saying that when you do your part, God will make up the difference. Even if the blessing does not come the way you think it's going to come, I tell you, God will work it out. God will work it out. I'm not even saying I'm not even some folks that are broken and won't let God in. And if you're in that type of marriage, this is why I say, trust God anyhow. God will bless you in the midst of your struggle. Oh, I know he will. God. You understand. My daddy was messed up. And my mama was even more jacked up. So I grew up not knowing what a daddy is what a mama is. But I know somebody who is able to be your mama and your daddy. I know somebody that will love you and spot I know, I know, I know. We all suffered lack. We all been hurt we all been from dysfunctional family. But you can't hold on to the hurts of your past. You can't use it as an excuse to stay where you are. God got a purpose and a design just for you. I want you to know he can heal you, he can fix you, he can... Our God is big enough to handle your dysfunction. He didn't make Mark to fit with Steve. He didn't make Lydia to fit with Mary. It just doesn't fit. Show me where it don't fit. But I was born this way. Guess what? We all been born with an inclination for sin. But I know a God who is able to fix your inclination. You can't tell me your problem too big for God. How I know? He's big enough to handle it because he handled the cross 2,000 years ago. And all of our mess, all of our hurt was nailed to the cross. And he got up with all power. It's God over the husband, that's over the wife, and they're over the children. But if you move out the husband, God is still over the wife that is over the children. If you move out the wife, he is still over the man that is over the children. If you move out the man and the wife, he's still over the children. No matter how you look at it, God is still over everything. And whatever you don't have, God will make up for what you don't have. Just thank God you got Him. As long as God is over this thing, you may be by yourself, but guess what? You ain't by yourself. As long as you got Jesus, make sure you got Jesus. He'll satisfy you. Yes, he will. I don't know how he does it, but he'll make everything okay. You can't tell me. You just gotta have a man. You can't tell me. You just have to have a woman. And you settling for something you can do better or by. You best wait till God bring you somebody. It's hard enough when God brings them. But when the devil brings it, you best run. You best... <laughs> it's the umbrella of the Lord. The umbrella of the Lord is understanding that you're planting spiritual seeds that's going to come into manifestation. You're either planting bad seeds or you're planting good seeds. And even if the person that ought to give fruit don't give you no fruit, don't wait on them. Know that it's the Lord that blesses, it's the Lord. That pay you back. It's the Lord that will make a way out of nowhere. It's the Lord that will step in right on time. It's the Lord that will walk you through your trouble. It's the Lord that will give your heart. One more thing. We are in here. And we're brokenhearted. Some of you been through some stuff. You never should have been through. Daddy wasn't a good father. Mama wasn't a good mom. You're mad at the world. Keep on telling you. I hear the worst of stories. I hear stuff of what people gone through. And it just doesn't make no sense. It's one time I got mad at the situation. Couldn't stand what I was hearing. Driving home, I even got mad at God. I said, Why, Lord, do you allow people to go through such trepidation? Why? To allow them to hurt in such a way? Lord, I'm talking about your babies. I'm talking about your children. And grown folks are doing stuff that they have no business doing. And it's destroying not just their childhood. It's destroying their adulthood. Lord, I just don't understand. Why don't you step in? The Spirit of the Lord said, wait a minute. No matter how broken they are, no matter what they've been through, Tracy, if you point them to me, if you bring them to me, if you show them that I love them, I'm able. I'm able. The Lord is able. Christ Jesus is able. He will fix your broken heart. Yes, he will. He will set the captives free. Yes, he will. He'll give you joy. He'll give you joy. Is there anybody else know what I'm talking about? You was messed up from the floor. But ever since you met Jesus, there's been a change. Oh, won't he do it? Won't he do it? He'll take the hurt away. He'll take the pain away. He'll take the bondage away. And you'll be able to say, I'm free. I'm free. It is taking where are we at with what we have and giving it back to God. The best we have is seeds. The best you have is seeds. Don't eat the seeds. Plant the seeds. And when you plant the seeds, God will harvest. God will give the increase. Now what I discover about God? He don't know how to add. He only know how to multiply. He's too big of a God to add. God majors and multiply it. <laughs> and even if you suffer loss, get ready for God to multiply. Even when the devil takes something from you, God is up to something. Hold on to his holy hand. Know that your blessing is around the corner. God is not through blessing you. What is Christ Jesus digging up in your life? Whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're struggling, he meets us right where we are. Some of us is looking for the blessing to come from the wrong portal. Take your eyes off the other person and look to the hills who have come of your help for your help coming from the Lord. And when you begin to put faith principle on God, God will satisfy you. He may not even move you out of the situation, but guess what? When God get through blessing you, you don't mind staying in the fire because you don't even feel the heat of the fire. All that you know that he's good, not just sometimes, but he's good all the time. You can be happy all by yourself. You can be... I tell you, he's more than the world for you. I tell you, he's good. I tell you, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have, have you tasted it? I, I want to know, have you tasted Do you know for yourself that he's good? In the midst of the storm that he's good? In the midst of your trouble that he's good? Not out of the end, he's still good. He's 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 good. I don't know where you're at today. But I know that you need to know know the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. I know you came from dysfunction. I know you have not yet begin to see what God has placed in you. I know that God has placed some deep treasures in you and only God can bring it out. I know that the best if you in Christ Jesus is yet to come. I know that.